Hi everyone, welcome to Mummy Matters. Our guest is an incredibly strong mother who has used her personal journey of baby loss to help and support other parents. An ambassador for Sans Charity, it's Savi Sheetal Joshi. Um, thank you, Raki, for uh, inviting me on. Um, we've got lots of commonalities uh, of things that we talk about and, and share. Um, we're both makeup artists. I know you're, you were a makeup artist in a previous kind of uh, career. We're both Joshies, so we kind of come from the same sort of community and we're connected as mums. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for those that don't know, we we connected through Instagram. That's how we kind of found each other. And uh, some of the content that I was sharing, it resonated to Raki and to the people that were asking her some questions. Um, so for those of you that don't know me, I'm, I'm Shithil Savi Joshi. Um, on Instagram, you'll find me as Savi Joshi. Um, and uh, I'm a mum to three beautiful boys, um, Avi, Shivai and Kai. And my journey really on Instagram started with me being a makeup artist several years ago. Um, I started that journey um, and was putting out all my work there. And, and along the way, in parallel, I was uh, expanding my family as well uh, with becoming a mum. And I started using Instagram as a way of sort of talking about some things that I was going through and experiencing. Firstly, miscarriage. Uh, so we were trying to conceive a second baby and uh, unfortunately we we suffered three miscarriages um, and then Shivai came along and he was born prematurely at 29 weeks and um, you know I used those platforms to talk about kind of my journey with motherhood and uh, what I was feeling around the kind of miscarriage and the loss that I was experiencing and then having our own rainbow baby in Shivai. And then um, unfortunately we lost him um, to a viral bacterial bug, which is kind of a similar sort of bug to COVID. And that was seven years ago. Um, and uh, that was really, it's really, it's almost like a defining moment in my life because I think until then, I was just surviving through life and uh, just coping with, you know, career and work and home and being a mum to Avi. And then when we lost Shivai, it really kind of opened up um, all the things that I had experienced over the years and um, his loss as well, and also the loss of the miscarriages and then really kind of taking a very harsh look at kind of what I was feeling, what I was expressing, how I was behaving. Um, and, you know, not all of those feelings were positive feelings. They were quite negative feelings. There was a lot of self-talk negatively that was going on. Um, I knew that I wasn't coping very well at that time. And understandably, was not going to be able to sort of, you know, naturally be the same happy-go-lucky person that I was before because a major sort of trauma had happened into our life. And so um, that was when I kind of started to engage in a, down the road of self-discovery, I should say. Um, meditation and coaching, which had never really been a part of my life ever. Um, all of a sudden, those doors opened for me and. I felt that they were the best ways for me to try and understand what I was feeling. Mm. And so in that journey, that's when I started to talk more openly about grief, about loss of any form, um, about miscarriage, about baby loss, about the impact it was having on me and my family and, and sharing it on my platform in, in the most authentic way that I could share it. And, and that was when it started to open up kind of a lot of sort of um, connections to other people that were going through similar things and uh, and actually, you know, um, connecting with people and, and now having established some really meaningful friendships um, because of what we had all kind of connected and been through. Mm. And I feel like, you know, it's only 
I feel like I'm in a it's a bittersweet kind of moment because um I feel like my life is much more meaningful now than it was before I even had Shivai um but that's probably because the trauma the the loss has all made me really do a lot of inner work yeah on myself and you know a lot of work on supporting my family and therefore um I feel like I'm in a better place now mm. but it's just such a bittersweet moment because Shivai's not in our life yeah. um so yeah that's a little bit about me and and what I do on my platforms and and how we got connected yeah and uh why you wanted me to come on to this podcast today I just think it's amazing how how incredibly strong it is because losing a baby is probably like the worst thing ever I don't think anyone can even contemplate how hard it must be for you um for you to be able to you know use that to be able to help other families other parents um I think it's it's an amazing thing you're doing um and you know it's I think it's great that you're doing this because you're able to connect a lot more people because I know it is it has a lot of stigma um connected to it so many people choose not to talk about these things um whereas you actually bring it out and say no actually talk about these things because it just brings everyone together strengthens you and like you're saying you're coming out a lot stronger than you used you are um which I think is it's it's you know it's inspiring really so um so yeah yeah. you know grief is a very um personal journey Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whether that's the the grief of a a baby, um, you know, that has been born or a miscarriage or the grief of an adult that was that played a significant part in your life. Um, You know, I get many people saying that, oh, you know, um, I I just can't imagine what you've gone through, you know, compared to the person that I've lost who was living for another, you know, 70, 80 years. And, And I always say to them, you know, there's no one grief that is worse than the other. It is just a personal grief. And and it's what that person that you've lost meant to you in your life. And, um, you know, so I think generally speaking, there's a massive taboo around, um, you know, grieving anyway and talking about death. Yeah. And I couldn't say the word death for so long or I couldn't say Shivai died. Like that word died or dead I could not say that for so so long and now um because we talk about it so openly in our family mm-hmm. and because um my children ask me you know Kai will always ask me who's my youngest son he'll say to me stuff like is Shivai dead is Shivai with the angels then um did dad did daddy die and um you know the, the children just say it just say it without any emotion connected to it Mm -hmm. and then that forced us to sort of like start talking about death in a bigger way at home and and in a in a kind of way that was almost as normal as we would talk about you know somebody having a baby you know in the same kind of way and we've had to sort of like face up and explain to him yes uh Shivai your brother who you haven't met ever and you will never meet he did die and this is how he died and yes he has gone um you know to the angels if that's what you want to think um but you know mummy thinks that he's gone to another realm you know and then he keeps going up these realms you know so I sort of sometimes talk about it in that kind of way my husband talks about it that yeah he's he's an angel now Mm. you know and um and Avi will talk about him yeah he he did die and he's in the sky now so um I think um you know, death in general and, and grief and loss, um, baby loss, certainly. I think there's something so um, tragic about losing a baby yeah. that sometimes people might have gone through it themselves and necessarily won't want to talk about it in a much more public way. Mm. So, for example, when I had the miscarriages, I didn't talk about it as much as I talked about Shivai dying. And that was probably because you know it was so personal to me and Gartic that I didn't want everybody knowing about my business Mm. um so I think sometimes we can judge people that oh you know 
they're not I'm grieving because I'm losing I've lost my baby and this person hasn't even come to talk to me about it but actually you don't know what they've they've gone through and what they're not maybe sharing and so I think in this journey we've become so much more um accepting of when people do want to support you and then sometimes why they don't support you yeah like you know I know in the beginning I initially I used to think that person hasn't really called me on and and I've that makes me feel really bad because I thought we were really good friends and I feel quite let down and but actually over the years I've just come to realize actually everybody goes through their own things and um you know you do realize like who is there for you and who's maybe not part of your crowd anymore and and that is totally fine because people are like seasons right people come in and out to help you at a point in life and I think we're just very accepting of that but death in our life and talking about death and talking about grief and and loss you know we've we've had the miscarriages we've lost Shivai Mm -hmm. we lost our father my father-in-law the year after Shivai died and then you know almost two years coming up this year we lost my mother-in-law so we were a family of seven that went down to four so the children have gone through a lot of grief of different people in their lives and so it's forced us to really really take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. to do some inner work around that uh, support ourselves first and foremost then support each other and then as a family you know like be counseled and 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 have therapy and 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 you know day-to-day conversations always come up you know it's usually Kai because Kai is now six years old so he's beginning to understand a lot more things yeah and he'll ask things like well why won't I see Shivai so he doesn't he doesn't comprehend that there's no pictures of him or there's hardly any pictures of him and Shivai together like why are all my pictures with Avi mummy you know so and we explained to him that you know he was your older brother and he he died before you came, but mummy, I've got pictures with Avi. So why haven't I got pictures with Shivai? You know, so, and it, it just forces you to talk. Yeah. It just forces you to have those questions, you know, and even with Avi, you know, a few years ago, he kept saying to me, mommy, why'd you keep crying about Shivai? You know, he died, get over it. And I know he didn't mean it in that kind of way, but, um, you know, his experience of growing up has been that anytime I think about Shivai, there's loss associated with it. There's a there's a grief, there's a sadness associated. There's me crying all the time about it, you know, and, and he's in a different place now. He's kind of like, you know, I talked to a therapist about this and, and you know, and initially when he said that to us, we were both shocked. We were both really, really shocked about it. And then we thought, no, you know, let's sit and think at his experience of this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Avi, Avi is the sort of child who's happy-go-lucky, just wants to get on with life and just get on with what he's doing kind of thing. And, and it made us realise that actually, maybe Avi doesn't want to talk about Shivai right now. And we do want to talk about him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we've got to realize that actually, you know what, the other person, because every single one of us in our household has dealt with the grief mm-hmm. in a very different way. And Avi's at that stage where maybe just right right now, it's not something that he wants to process or deal with or have to see us deal with yeah. day to day. And, and maybe that, you know, the therapist was saying his time could come, like he may have a moment where he goes to university and he's away from you or when he becomes a father that you know the grief of losing his brother might come up again and therefore you know you need to be prepared for that so oh goodness you know like this journey it doesn't end it doesn't end with just like you know the loss of the baby it's like the impact that it leaves you with and the things that you have to work through as a family it's really tough it's really really hard yeah I mean, going back to when you were talking about you, you've become more accepting um, people who are there and people who probably aren't there as much as you thought they would be. Um, do you think that's because people just don't know what to say? Um, because obviously, yeah, 
you know, it's a double-edged sword almost. If you say something, it might be taken wrong. Um, if you, you know, and then some some people just refrain from it. Yeah. So, I mean, in your opinion, um, what are say the top three things not to say um, when you're when you're trying to you know deal with stuff like this? I mean, what did you find not helpful to help you grieve? Yeah. I mean, I just remember there's a few people. I say maturer generations. Yeah. There were a few people similar age to me who said, oh, well, at least you've got Avi. And it was almost like dismissing that yeah. Shabai Avi even existed in our life, you know, or um, very soon after um, Shabai died, I found out I was, I was pregnant with Kai. Yeah. And, and, you know, a few people said, oh, at least you've got Kai now. He can help. Yeah. And but that, you know, that is just really, really unhelpful. It almost dismisses kind of that baby being a part of your life or your journey or, you know, even existing. Um, you know, like Shivai will always be a part of our life. I will always say I'm a mom to three boys. Mm. You'll never, ever catch me saying I'm just a mom to two boys, yeah. um, you know, because I'm not. I'm a mom to three. And you know what, um, Avi just celebrated his 13th birthday. You know, it was emotional. You know, there's one child that's going to be a teenager. I, I think about Shavai, like, you know, what would he be like if he was a teenager? You know, like, what would that dynamic be of the three brothers together versus the two brothers together? So I, I cannot, like, you know, um, not think about Shavai every day. Like, I probably think about him every Every few minutes I think about him, you know, I just can't help but do it. So saying something like that is really unhelpful. I think, um, you know, that was part of my own journey because, um, you know, I didn't know these things were unhelpful until I actually was on the other end of receiving them. And then I was like, gosh, you know, just gosh, I, you can't say that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, as time has gone on and I've learned more about it and I've done my own sort of like inner work, what I've come to realize is actually sometimes people are not trying to be nasty or they're not trying to make you upset or make you sad or, or make you feel like that. Mm -hmm. There's just a lack of education out there yeah. which doesn't tell people about how they can support somebody else who's going through something like this. Like the first thing I want to do all the time, as soon as somebody knows that, you know, Shiva is no longer in our life, is I want them to ask me his name. Mm. And I want to talk about Shiva as well. Yeah. You know, and sometimes there's a bit of a, as soon as they find out that's happened, there's a bit of a clamp. They don't know what to say. And I can see it in them now. Mm -hmm. I, I notice it in people. And so I just say it now. Oh, yeah, his name was Shiva. His name was Shabai and he was eight months and, and we did we did a lot of things. And then that gets me talking. And then I can see they're kind of warming to it as, as well because they don't know what to say. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're somebody who has gone through, not somebody who's gone through that, but if you're somebody who knows somebody who's gone through it, you know, most of the time, the majority of the time, mm -hmm. that person wants their baby to be acknowledged. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the first way that you can do them is, did you have a special name for them? Uh, were they named, you know, so in case they weren't born and, you know, you miscarried, you know, or something like that. Yeah. I remember some of the babies that we miscarried, we used to call the baby Bump and talk to talk to the baby like and just say, hello, Mr. Bump. Yeah. How are you today? You know, when he was or she was in my tummy. Um, you know, so we used to sort of talk in that kind of way. So, you know, and it's just really nice to have recall some moments that that felt quite special. So when you went through this, do you feel that you've got the support? Like you had adequate support then? Do you think going forward, is there like in today's age, is there more support? Is there less support? Um, how, how would you kind of judge it? Would you would you think? there's enough support out there? I think, um, you know, seven years ago when Shivai died and, you know, the miscarriages happened almost up to eight, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. um, there wasn't enough mm -hmm. out there for us. And if there was, um, it was quite hidden or, you know, if other people had experienced it, it wasn't as publicly spoken about back then I mean even now you know I'd say in the last three years we've got better at 
sort of like talking about it much more publicly and mm. you know you know there's a lot of people out there that are talking about their journey around baby loss and or their their journey around kind of you know motherhood or becoming mm. um or, or you know with the intention of becoming a mother and stuff and you know and then and what that journey has been like good and bad so yeah. I think we're we're much more um open about it now and I'm you know hugely grateful to the people that come on to like you know social media and all those platforms to really talk about it in a very raw authentic and honest mm. sort of way because I, th- I even think like with becoming a mum I certainly wasn't told all the kind of parts of what it would be like to be a mum like it's always been painted to me as being a wonderful yeah. you know journey in being pregnant and uh, and then the labor and mm. and all that kind of stuff like I, I've never been told about the trauma of you know having a premature baby or uh, what that would be like afterwards and how I'd have to cope with it and and you know that that also added to you know my mental health mm. you know during that time because I had a bit of postnatal depression with Avi um, and I kept questioning myself around why am I just not happy to be a mom like why do I feel really sad and tearful and like I can't cope and you know I'm not confident in being a mom and stuff like that and um and then even with the miscarriages you know going through the loss of those babies I I didn't know what to I didn't know what to do to be honest I never went to see a therapist at that point and you know people around me were just saying oh just keep trying just keep trying you know and I I felt it so dismissive Mm. but I I also felt like well maybe I should just keep trying and stop complaining you know and and maybe I'm being really ungrateful because people were almost like saying it to me that at least you've got one and so it makes you start feeling like maybe I am ungrateful you know um I know now I'm not you know I know now that that was not the right thing for other people to say to me um which is why I'm so I'm so passionate about talking about baby loss in a bigger way and and the work that that I do around that um because I think it's just you know if I can educate one person I, I remember there was this person on Instagram and she messaged me and she said I saw your post a few days ago about what to say to somebody when they've lost a baby. Mm. And I was in a group and a class and uh, this, um, we were all talking about our experiences around motherhood. And this person said that they'd lost her baby. And she goes, it went dead quiet in the room. Mm. And she goes, I remember what you had written. And so I asked what her baby's name was. And that mother's face just lit up. And you know what, that was just one of many kind of messages that I get around stuff like this. And you know what, if, if, if when I put my videos out or when I put my posts out about stuff like this, if just one person, just one person can make a difference in someone else's life, that's a good job done, in, in my opinion. Um, and that's why I'm here doing it. Um, you know, it's not for the publicity it's not for the likes it's just not for anything else it's just about there are just way too many people out there who are dealing with something and if we can try and help someone along that way yeah and get their friends and family to also support and help them as well then then you know what my job is done really Yeah. yeah I I do think that you know several years ago we still weren't saying the right things and there wasn't enough support out there but I think we, we've got better at it we've still got a long way to go in that and I think um the more the more that we can kind of find individuals that are doing or having those conversations publicly yeah. um, and the more we can share that the better mm-hmm. because um you know none of us wanted to be a part of this baby loss group no, we nobody kind of thinks that this will ever happen to them it's the group that we know nobody wants to be a part of but you find yourself a part of it mm. and then you're kind of like okay well now what mm. and now how do I cope and help myself and help 
you know, my immediate family get through this moment. And um, for me, you know, one of the ways of healing through it and coping with it is um, it's talking about it publicly. Yeah. Do you find that there was enough support for your husband? Because most of the time when things like this happen, all the focus is on the mum and not necessarily the dad and how he's coping you know does he need support um because obviously everyone's got different ways of showing their grief different different ways of dealing with the grief so I mean did you find did you find that your husband you know got the support that he needed or do you think that's he needed I I think professional support is out there yeah um but that's if you want to access it and use it yourself um you know there was counseling support out there for him and he did do some of that counseling and um you know it didn't really work for him to be honest and and counseling didn't really work for me either Mm. um it worked for us as a family for uh, you know family counseling that we went through for Avi and that and that therapy seemed to work for us as parents but not as individuals um and I think you know again there's there's many more fathers out there that are talking about the journey now you know certainly with sans they've mm. got sans united the football club which yeah. is all run by many fathers that have experienced you know baby loss in at whatever stage and i think that is a great platform for them to um access if they want to be able to you know be a part of a group where other people understand what they're going through and they want to talk about things. I just remember Karthik and I both, we wanted to desperately talk about Shivai. And uh, sometimes we felt that there was nobody to talk to Shivai about. And so I feel like, you know, it would have been nicer for Karthik as well if he had had that support back then. Um, And he's quite a private person, so he doesn't like publicly talking about these things whereas I'm kind of okay to do that Mm. and so you know he was he was very quiet and he wanted to just keep his feelings to himself um and we both grieved really really differently you know like there was days where I was like just talk to me just talk to me just talk to me Mm. but um he didn't want to talk to me about it you know he was he just wanted to grieve through it Mm. I think he was worried that he was going to upset me and I was worried that I was going to upset him so, you know, our communication had, you know, as a couple in that, during that time, it became really restricted, really, really restricted. And it took us almost like, it took us almost three years to open up after Shivai died for us to sort of start addressing mm. some of these very heavy, heavy areas that we had both been pushing, pushing down on. Yeah. and not let surface up yeah. and uh yeah so I mean you know now we're in a much better place because we've let all of that erupt out <laughs> and yeah. talk to each other about it and you know we also know how each other's copes mm. you know on good days not so good days so and we just allow each other to have that space to do what each other needs to do mm. um and we do what we need to do for the kids in that moment but I think the biggest lesson that we've had is that we need to help ourselves and only we can help ourselves by either seeking help or taking taking advantage of somebody giving us the help for Mm. something and then you know I think now you know that again there's many more people talking about the journey Mm. out there you know, grandparents, mothers, fathers, and there's access to many more support sort of um, services as well, which yeah. makes it easier now for us to sort of access and, and, and get that help that we need. Yeah. And also the friendships that have come from, you know, online, uh, just connecting to each other and, and talking about our babies and talking about how we've been feeling. So you're quite... Um involved with the sans charity do you want to talk about a bit about what they do um i know you yeah. touched on the football um that they that they do for the dads is what other things do they do and if someone wanted to get involved how did they get involved so sans um so with sans i'm an ambassador and i'm also a 
board of trustee member. And, um, you know, I just want to sort of say that I never had this game plan on becoming a board of trustee member with SANS. I mean, it wasn't part of my journey, just kind of happened yeah. in that um, SANS was the first organization that I turned to when Shivai died. Um, and I felt like, because nobody around me, I felt I had gone through a baby loss. And when they were talking to me, with all due respect, I didn't feel like they understood what I was going through or, and I didn't feel like I could connect talking to them either about what I was feeling. I felt like either I was gonna give them more pain or I was gonna experience more pain from it. And I, I remember thinking, um, I picked up the phone, I called the Child Bereavement Association and I said, I need some therapy support for my, my son, Avi. And we were able to get onto some family counseling and therapy through that avenue. Mm -hmm. and, and that had started already. But then I felt like um, myself, I just wasn't getting that kind of support that I needed. And, you know, seeing my doctor quite regularly and my doctor was almost like sort of like, you know, hinting towards sleeping tablets and antidepressants. And I, I it was just not an option for me. I, I just did not want to go down that route. And um, I kept thinking to myself, there's got to be something different out there. Yeah. So Sands was one of the first charities that I found on Facebook. Um, I found their support service, um, closed group group. And um, I kind of went into that group. I, I asked to sort of join that group. And then I realized that there were so many other mothers mm -hmm. like me who had experienced similar styles of loss or a baby um, dying. And, um, and, you know, I just, I just remember reading that group, like everything, a lot of the posts and I was just, oh my God, yeah, she's talking about the same feelings that I'm having. Mm. And so that was when I kind of like just started my journey with Sans as a, as a mother, you know, not as a, yeah. an ambassador or anything like that. And I found, I found a lot of their resources, their materials, um, you know, their heightened sort of like campaign days that they do around baby loss awareness week and um you know sans awareness month in june um i just found all of that the materials that they were helping during that time very very helpful and um and so i i started using them myself i started telling gartic about them i started telling other people that i was talking to or meeting who had gone through something similar about sans um and, and I think that's that's the great thing about um, Sans is that they also have a a very um, they're very aware about kind of the different types of communities and you know what what each community kind of does when there's a loss of a baby and you know from all the rituals to the services the funeral services and the kind of impact and they're doing a lot of work out there now to really help those communities as well to support people within the community that are going through it yeah. um so kind of that's that's a little bit around what SANS does you know they they are a resource site that that aims to help um you know with the loss of a baby at any stage yeah. um there's there's their Facebook group they have their website they have their helpline um you know during um last as since I've been an ambassador They've been, we've been trying to do a lot more kind of cultural activities within the South Asian culture. So we've been, um, you know, sort of doing things around Shrad, which is in September. And we all know that's connected to, you know, the death of a loved one. And there's a particular day that is relevant for children and babies. And, you know, so, so sort of like bringing sand services into the community but also at the same time acknowledging the things that communities are are kind of going through or are dealing with or you know their own cultural backgrounds as well and 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 you know being mindful of that in a, in a respectful kind of way so you know I mean I would say that that's kind of what my role has been as an ambassador and then you know as a board of trustee member that sort of came along after I was an ambassador um, and, you know, it just, the opportunity came up and I just remember feeling and thinking to myself, I believe in SANS. I believe in the work that they do. I know the impact that they have mm. for parents um, 
for parents who've lost a baby and you know maybe this is kind of my way of carrying on with you know being Shivai's mom and being able to talk about him much more but also his legacy which is you know to help make a difference in that space so that you know one day when I'm gone I leave the world in a better space to where I found it and you know supporting because unfortunately we would love to live in a world where no baby dies but babies are still dying and you know in that journey if there's something that I can do to sort of help shape and influence where you know at a board level where we can um you know influential in sort of like key decisions and stuff like that then you know that was that really appealed to me and that's kind of partly why I became a board of trustee members and 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 then you know with the ambassador role it's it's working with the SANS team uh, around the different opportunities that we've got to sort of really share what they do and to help communities have access to their services as well. Yeah I think that's that's amazing because it will hopefully open dialogue a bit more and it will encourage people to come forward and talk about what they're going through at least seek help because I think that's the biggest thing there's a lot of people out there who just don't seek the help Mm. in silence and I think um, if they have someone where they feel that understands them understands what they're going through understands like you said the rituals the traditions um, it make them more comfortable to able to come forward so yeah I completely agree so like around baby loss there's a lot of myths I think there's there's so many myths that we can think of is there is there any that you can kind of shine a light on um how much truth is any of them if there is any truth in them um it, are there any that you can think of I'm not sure about myths I just think um you know sometimes comments are unhelpful which help to promote these myths yeah you know um and I think you know just everybody should be very mindful of what they speak before they say it um so you know just if, if you think something just think twice before yeah. you say it um you know that uh, I remember there were a few people saying that you know she's she's working full-time that's why she's had miscarriages no that wasn't the reason why I had miscarriages I had a miscarriage because that pregnancy was not a viable pregnancy to continue and there were reasons behind that um you know it was nothing to do with because I was working full-time or anything like that and I think comments like that are just very unhelpful um you know just I I remember some mature ladies in the community kept saying to me don't wash your hair don't wash your hair you know and, and things like that because it's not very good and you know I I I just I just kind of feel like maybe there's a place for kind of why they say that and that and that's totally fine but um don't force your opinions on somebody else and and then then make them feel guilty about an event has happened because you did this and I think that's not fair to do on somebody so um I just feel like you know just with myths um just don't say them (laughs) just don't you know think before you speak especially in our South Asian culture I feel there's a lot of superstition around pregnancy around birth um and I know I was up against that as well like you said don't wash your hair and things like that um I mean for a new mom to go into motherhood with those superstitions I think you always start your journey with these things at the back of your head what if and I think that's quite detrimental to a lot of moms out there because if anything does go wrong they almost start judging themselves and feeling guilty themselves have I done anything that I shouldn't have that has caused this could I have you know maybe not gone through it um so what advice would you give to anyone um any of the new moms anyone who's suffered baby loss you know is there any advice that you'd like to give them to on how to cope better how to deal with things better what their mindset should be I think um you know when when I kind of went through Shivai dying and, uh, you know, when I think back to kind of the miscarriages as well, I didn't really look after myself, if I'm honest. Um, After I'd had the miscarriages, I had, um, I had let kind of people sort of like almost dictate to me that, 
oh, you can have a second one. You can have another one. You can try harder. Oh, it'll happen. You know, just keep trying, just keep trying. And so I didn't process each loss when they happened. And because my body and my mind was in that state, I just kept going like a machine, if you know what I mean. I didn't really kind of think about what the grief that I was grieving at that time. And and then obviously I had Shivai and and that that was and after he died, that was the first point that I actually started to look back at, you know, all these moments where I had experienced some form of grief or something mm. or a form of loss and I hadn't really dealt with it and I hadn't really dealt with it. So I started to sort of deal with it a lot later and I wish I'd dealt with it earlier because um, not for any other reason except for in my own mind maybe I might have been able to look after myself better Mm. in that in that time um and you know and obviously that's when kind of meditation came my way and you know I went into a coaching group and I and I looked to be coached around that and um and that was when I started to realize actually all this time my I've been saying such negative talk to myself that my body is not good, that I'm never going to be able to deliver a, a healthy child. And, you know, like I had such negative talk that I was telling myself. And um, I feel like, um, you know, I maybe I should have just not paid attention to that negative talk as much. Um, and I wish I'd kind of taken that position to look after myself earlier but I feel like maybe back then I was just thinking it was I was feeling guilty of doing that Mm. because I always kept thinking that you know what I need to take care of my family and I need to take care of uh, Gradic and I need to just I just need to have another baby because my other son needs a sibling you know so I was just I was just I just kept going I just kept going but what I wasn't doing in that journey is I was not looking after myself. And that's the biggest lesson that I've learned is that to be able to look after other people, I need to look after myself first. Like you have to fill your cup up before you start serving from an empty cup. Yeah. You know, um, you know I wish I had taken care of myself a lot longer and not felt guilty about it. And, uh, you know, cause I certainly don't feel guilty about it anymore. Um, you know, I actively do a lot of things for myself. We do things for, as a family as well. You know, so martial arts has now become a big part of our life. You know, my son was has been doing it for seven years. He does Kung Fu. And, you know, part of the reason that we put him into Kung Fu is because we thought, you know, it would help his body, mind and his physical sense to be able to cope with a lot of these things like breathing and yoga and you know physical strength it's all kind of combined in martial arts yeah and um so he's been doing that journey for six seven years now and um you know Garthik and I started the martial arts journey last year and Garthik turned also to exercising as a way of him being able to cope with his own mental health and his own well-being Mm. and for me uh, exercise came a lot later I went down the route of meditation and you know that was what's helped me to cope you know through this whole time and and journaling and, and you know I have um I've got this is my gratitude journal um which is what I kind of I write in every single day I write three things you can see some of them here I've written in there uh three I write three things every single day about what I'm most grateful for and and that's you know, that's a gratitude journal. That's kind of a way of kind of um, living a life of gratitude. Mm. And um, it helps me to focus on the good things rather than kind of things that I I want to let define me, which are maybe bad. Mm. Um, so, you know, and when I say good things, what I mean by that is, you know, in my journal, I might have something like, I saw a really lovely picture of Shivai today and that made me smile. And I'm grateful because I had that picture with him to make me smile. Or it could be, um, you know, I got reminded today of, um, you know, the time like today, I might write down that, you know, I got reminded today of, you know, we used to call the baby bump. 
you know, uh, the miscarriages that we had, each each one of them we used to call bump one or, you know, whatever. And that makes me smile, actually, you know, now, even though even though it is, um, you know, a moment that was quite sad for me. Yeah. And, and I still miss and I wonder what those babies would have been like, you know. Um, it just reframes my thinking a little bit and and just helps me focus on some of the better parts of of life rather than um not better parts of life but what I'm going to take from that situation rather than you know I I don't want to be sad and that's the biggest thing that I don't want to be sad you know like I was before because um even though the situation was traumatic and and it was sad and it, it was lonely um what I've come to realize is that actually I don't I don't want to be sad about it anymore I don't want to cry about it anymore I just want to think back at you know those babies and and think back to Shivai and and just focus on doing some really good stuff out there in his name and and helping as many people as I can and you know just really like embracing life because he just had eight months and the, and those babies weren't even born to experience a life. And here I am and I have a life. I'm here. So, you know, I kind of owe it to my babies and I owe it to myself to live that life that they never had. And, and, you know, in that journey, if I can do some good, then that's great. And, and if I can spread some fun and laughter in, in my own life and in my family's life and in, people that watch me then then that's that's good for me as well because you know when I'm gone I want I want my kids to look back and and say you know what mom mom went through a lot of things but you know what she always made us feel happy and I want to leave them with happy memories of me and not leave them with sad moments of me so yeah I love that you're leaving your legacy but in a positive light I think yeah and and uh, you know a lot of that is driven by my children hmm. a lot of that is driven by my children is that you know I Karthi and I actively talk about our deaths actively talk about us dying like we make it so normal sometimes in front of like the kids so that if ever it did happen it's not going to be a shock to them to their system and they know exactly what we would have wanted yeah um how we would want them to continue with their lives which is you know to to kind of like just know that we were always there that we made their lives as best as we could and that we left some really good happy memories with them and 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 also for them not to be sad and carry on just as happily in their in their lives without us so yeah that's it I mean even with myself for example my eldest is eight um and my second is is five and we've had that conversation many times and it's almost like they've understood that whatever because in hinduism whatever's born has to die and they've they've got that concept now so yeah. even when we have a death in the family because like over covid we had a few um and we had like our, our dog passed away last year um and literally they were they took it on so well here's me as a mother thinking oh no are they going to be able to cope and it was really funny because my son would actually come up to me and say to me why are you sad whatever's born has to die and I'm like you're seven and you're giving me that that knowledge and that you know you're teaching me that there's no point in dwelling on it you know take the positives and move forward and I think that's yeah really good to instill that in your kids um from an early age um and I, I just think it just works wonders for their their outlook their mindset everything I think it's it's a great way of yeah. to understand you know you do need to just pick yourself up yeah. move on and, and you know the other word I would use is resilience is really yeah. important. resilience is really really important in this and I'm, and the biggest thing that I've been shocked by is the resilience of my children yeah. and it almost like makes you it almost gives you the strength and the power to carry on as well yeah. you know I mean I, I'm um, I'm not a superstitious person but the only time that I do get a bit kind of like, I just know Shivai's out there. I know he's with me all the time. And, you know, I see double digit sort of angel numbers all the time. 11, 11, 16, 16, 13, 13. 
And, you know, Avi always says to me, oh, but mom, that's just a number on the phone or that's just a number on the microwave or the oven. I'm like, I'm telling you, he's with me because I see them almost every day. Yeah. Almost every day I will see something or I will be thinking about something or I'll be thinking about a decision or I'll be thinking about, oh, should I do this or should I do that? And then I'll be like, you know, what? I'm going to see a number today and I know it's going to tell me. And I'll turn around and the oven clock will say 1616. Yeah. Right. And I'll be like, OK, that's it. I know that was my decision. I need to do that. And I know that, you know, I always maybe that's my coping mechanism. I don't know. Yeah. But when I see a, a double rainbow or I see a rainbow or I see these angel numbers, I it it uplifts me. Yeah. Like as if I know that just Shiva is just there with me. So I don't believe I don't I like to cope in the way that I don't believe that he's gone. I just think that he's just gone to the next realm mm. and that there are seven, eight realms and he's just climbing up them and that's it. And um, it sounds funny um, if I say it and if I think I think about it, but I always say to people, and Karthik and I talk about this very regularly, that when we get to the gates of heaven and we knock on that door, you now always have this imagination that the doors will open and Shivai will be standing there and the first things he'll say to me is, mom, what did you do with your life? And I said, I've got to have an answer for him. I've got to have a proper answer. And I think that drives me in just making this life count. Because I, I just know he was just so short lived by his life mm -hmm. that, you know, we just we just have to make the best of the life that we've got. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, just before you go, where can people contact Sands if they need to get in touch? Should they contact you? What's the best way? So you can get in touch with me through my Instagram, Savi Joshi, um, and I can direct you. I get a lot of DMs directly coming through to me. Otherwise, there's the Sands website. If you just Google Sands um, Baby Loss Charity, you'll find it through there. They're also on Facebook as well as a, um, a support group. They have a helpline as well. So there's lots of places where you can access information and materials. And, um, you know, there's also information and materials in, um, you know, different languages as well, if uh, English is not your first language. So, yeah. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you so um, much, Raki, for having me. Amazing. And I think, it, I think if anyone's got any questions, do send them in, can forward them on. Maybe can yeah. like I'm really happy or to answer them. Yeah, um, I'm really happy to. But yeah, uh, I hope you've all found that really interesting and you've taken something from that. Um, you have a wonderful rest of the day and Thank we'll you. speak to you soon.